Welcome to College Street Victory Church. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to church. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome home. What a day to celebrate fathers. You know, we want to honor the Father, our Heavenly Father today. And um, I believe that God's really been challenging a lot of us in this season. Um, You know, although we've titled this message or these teachings, this series, Cruise, we're doing everything but, or we're trying to avoid just cruising, right? And um, today's message you might find a little challenging. I've entitled it, Don't Drown in the Doubt. Turn to someone and say, don't drown. Now say back to them, I won't. There you go. But it's, it's easy to doubt. We all deal with doubt. It's easy to doubt things. We can doubt our economy. We can uh, doubt our decisions. We can even doubt at times our direction. Hey, Rick, but not you. Say not I. Amen, brother. But see, God has a plan even in the depths of our uncertainty. I want to encourage you today that God is calling us through some pretty big waves in this season, but he's calling us through the waves to find the way, and his name is Jesus. Okay. For some of us, he's even been challenging us where he's about to challenge you where your faith is. And whether or not you're willing to get out of the boat of unbelief. For some of us, I believe that in this house we have what I would call water walkers. Are there any water walkers in the house? If you know if I'm talking to you, men and women of faith that believe that they are called out to step out to do different, experience different because they were made different. Come on. Praise God. So even if we feel like, and notice how I said feel like, we're not what we feel, we're what we decide. Even if we feel like we've been doing more sinking than sailing, God is reaching out to us today. And he's ready to pull us up. If you're ready, if you'll cry out to him. This beautiful story, you might have heard it growing up. You might have might be hearing it for the first time ever. But every time I get into God's word, it speaks to me in every season that I'm in. And it's almost like he put something special for you at this time, in this moment, that wasn't even there before. Have you noticed that? But it's always been there. We just got to look for it. For what we look for is what we find. And verse 22 that uh, Pastor Charmaine read, it says, immediately. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. So just before this, Jesus feeds 5,000 people with just a few loaves of bread and some fishes. 5,000 people. This big miracle occurs, and there's got to be a ton of celebrating, but God wants them not to get stuck, but to move on. 
to move on. Sometimes we get stuck in what God has done, but he wants to do a new thing. Isaiah 43, 19, behold, I do a new thing. Can you not see it? I'm making a way, a way in the wilderness, a way in the wasteland. And so we have to understand and trust and believe that our Father has our best interest in mind as well. And so I like how it says immediately. Say immediately. Immediately, Jesus sends out the disciples and he dismisses the crowd. We all need to listen to Christ. We all got to let go and let God. Okay, we got to let Christ deal with the crowd. I know I'm talking to someone today. Oh, but you, oh, pastor, you don't know. I'm, I'm just trying to deal with this. No, no, no. Let Christ deal with the crowd. Let Christ deal with them. Some of us, he's calling out to you again. He says, yo, I want my job back. Let me deal with it. Because my ways are not your ways, or neither are my thoughts your thoughts, says the Lord. They're higher. And I think there's, there's times that we, we dwell on things and we stay stuck in what we don't understand as opposed to responding immediately. Are you with me? Sometimes we can delay God's direction in our life because our response is our responsibility. How and when we respond. We want to sit, we want to soak, but the word reminds us that we are sent. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about being sent into a storm. That sounds like fun, eh? How many storm chasers in the house? How many people are just a little bit nuts like me and you like to go where there's adventure and there's probably going to risk some life? But sometimes that storm is a setup. Although it feels like a setback and it's pushing back, Again, if you have the wind in your sails headed in the right direction, it can be to your benefit, can it not? Jesus knew what his disciples were getting into. He knew what he was sending them into. You see, he knew they were already skilled fishermen. He was teaching them to become fishers of men. And he was teaching them not what they could just do on their own skill and their own strength, but what they could do through him. It was a setup. Someone turn to someone and say, it was a setup. Say, it is a setup. There you go. You see, our capacity always has a cap. But Christ is in the business of removing the lid. For he is able to do exceedingly above and beyond all that we can hope, imagine, or dream of according to the power within. He's a lid lifter. Come on. <laughs> He's in the lid lifting business. Philippians 4.13 says that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Strength is useless without resistance. Is it not? Strength is useless without resistance. So when the weight of the waves comes crashing down on us, it is Christ's strength that comes out of us. For in our weakness, his strength is made perfect. Amen. I need another amen in the house. I love it. Yeah. In verse uh, 24 and 25, it says, And the boat was a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because the wind 
was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went to them walking on the lake. I can't moonwalk, but that's as close as I'm going to get. Seeing Christ through the chaos. Can you see him? At times, we can feel that we are a considerable distance away from Christ. We can find ourselves trapped in a storm that we didn't see coming. But I believe in the midst of the chaos, we can find Christ. In Hebrews 13, verse 5, it says, God has said, never, never will I leave you nor forsake you. How many of you have that part of the verse memorized? Yeah. Oh, I love it. I I own it. Never will you leave me nor forsake me, Lord. But it's the part of the verse before that that we we forget in context because context creates clarity, right? Let me read you the, the part before that. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God says, never will I leave you nor will I forsake you. A lot of times the storms that we get caught up in is the weight of financial stress. It's worrying about what God has promised that he is working on. But we're weighing the boat down. At times it's hard. Remember we talked about the oar? That Jesus is the oar? (laughs) The oar steers the ship. And you can just do it your way, the way that you've always done it before, on your own finances, on your own strength, or you can seek first the kingdom of God and all things will be added unto you. That's why some of us are having a hard time just staying afloat in the storm because we're focusing on the wrong thing. But he said, hey, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I got the stuff. Don't worry. I got the money. I got that. Keep your eyes on me. Keep your eyes on me. Trust in me with all things. Lean not in your own understanding and always acknowledge me and I will make your path straight. But the finances wasn't the issue for the fishermen. Remember, the the fishermen had seen the abundance and how Jesus can say, yo, go a little more deeper, cast your net out on this side of the boat, and then they brought in a catch so big they couldn't even contain it. So finances wasn't their issue. They were now focusing on what it meant to trust in the Lord with all their heart and to become fishers of men and to face all kinds of storms, a literal storm. And for them, it was being apart from Jesus in the storm that caused them to fear. At least what they perceived. They perceived that he was far off, far away on some shore. 
The reason that they, 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 they thought they saw a ghost is because they weren't looking for Christ in the chaos. But he said, take courage, it is I. Immediately, immediately he said, take courage, it is I. Why do we give fear any more time and energy and valuable real estate space up in here, if you know what I'm saying, when we need to take hold of it. We need to take courage. We need to own it. And courage comes from Christ. That's where it comes from. Our strength comes from the Lord. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And I want you to know, even if you feel like that your boat has been beaten and beaten and beaten against the wind and the waves, tossed here and tossed there, you're not alone. Turn to someone and say, you're not alone. If you're watching online, you're not alone. Message somebody else online, you're not alone. It might feel like it at times, but Christ is there. Christ is near. Christ is here. We just need to see him through the storm. He's here. He's already here. Verse 28 and uh, 29. Peter says this, Lord, if it is you, tell me to come to you on the water. If it's you, tell me to step out. If it's you, tell me to leave the boat. If it's you, come, he said. And Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water towards Jesus. There's been many of us that we just want out of the boat. <laughs> Some of us have got out of the boat prematurely at times, if you know what I mean. I'm coming, Lord. <laughs> I didn't call you just. <laughs> I didn't call you yet. It was, it was Christ's ability that released Peter's stability. He wasn't just jumping out on his own ability and his own stability and his own faith. It was because he was called out. And here's the thing, you can't change the waves, but you can change the way that you deal with the waves. Instead of always looking down at the waves, instead of always looking at what isn't working, why not look at what's always working? Why not, let's just keep our eyes on Jesus. Then you can walk above the waves. And then you can step out. Turn to someone and say, step out. That's going to look different for all of us. But it says when, when he saw, when Peter saw the wind, he was afraid. And he began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately. There it is again. Immediately. 
Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why? Why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? We all deal with doubt. It's just like fear. The Bible doesn't say, don't feel fear. We're all going to feel fear. It says, don't be fearful. We're all going to experience doubt. But don't let the doubt overcome you. Don't own the doubt. It was never yours to own. Deal with the doubt. Yes, don't own with it. Don't let, or otherwise the doubt's just going to deal with you. What you focus on is what you give power to. Let's talk about being saved from sinking. We all need a life jacket. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's been times I've got on the sea dew and I thought, I'm just going to get out there. I'm a good swimmer, you know, or you can pull me around the lake. No, it just takes one dumb decision. And then we sink. Every time we step out, there's going to be a chance that we'll sink. And some of us feel like we can't, again, we feel like we can't weather the storm. And if we're not careful, we will drown in doubt. Notice how the story both starts and ends and in the middle with immediately. The story starts and ends with immediately. In all of that, Christ is in the middle. Take courage is the middle part of that chapter. Immediately, he said, take courage. Don't wait for it. Don't wallow in it. Take courage. Immediately, Jesus sends out his disciples. Immediately, he reaches out for Peter. We all want the ultimate. But sometimes we overlook the immediate. The response time. I'm reminded of what my wife reminds her kids quite often. And that is delayed obedience is still disobedience. Delayed obedience is disobedience. Jesus doesn't want for us to wait for the waves to come crashing down on us before we cry out to him. Before we reach out to him. Part of our reach is our response. That's our responsibility. Our reach is our responsibility. As I shared with the, the men, also in Matthew, it talks about how Jesus healed a man with a shriveled hand. But Jesus told the man with the shriveled hand to reach out. And once he reached out, his hand was restored. I get it. It takes faith to step out. It takes faith to reach out. And it does take time. There's God's time and there's our time. His time is always perfect. And so when he calls us to do something, why delay your direction and your destiny. Go for the immediate response to reach out to him.
That should always be our response. Our immediate response should be Jesus, 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 Jesus over everything. So with all the waves that you might be facing or seeing or what you're looking at or listening to, remember this, that even in our distress, we can find deliverance. It wasn't until Peter looked away from Jesus and towards the waves that he began to sink. So I encourage you, let's continue to step out of the boat when we are called and into the storm that God is calling us. We need to know that we are sent. We need to know that Christ is there and we can see him through the chaos. And we need to know that he is there to save us from sinking. Would you stand with me? The takeaway I have for us today is saved, not sunk. You might feel like you're drowning. You might be short of breath. You might be overwhelmed. But God's not done. It takes the immediate to experience the ultimate. And I want to give you the opportunity to immediately reach for him right here, right now, in whatever situation you're in. Why wait any longer? You know, there's a part of the the scripture at, at, at the end. I believe it was verse... 33. But it says when Jesus and Peter got into the boat, they said, you truly are the son of God. You truly are Lord. And they all worshiped him in the boat. We're in this boat together. But I think sometimes when you go out there, some of us hop into different boats and you got other people in the boat that need to do less whining and more worshiping. So be careful too who you let into your boat when you go into the storm. Because the main person that needs to be in the boat is Jesus. Jesus must be in the boat. After that, it's up to you. But I know I need more worshipers in my boat. I need more people giving praise instead of telling me their problems. We'll deal with problems, I get that. But it's time to lift his name up higher than any other name. It's time to reach out to him. And Paul says in Romans 10 verse 9, if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth, that's your cry out, that Jesus is Lord. We believe that God the Father raised his son from the grave, that we will be saved. There's your reach out. Believe confess. Cry out to the Lord. I want to lead us through a prayer right now in this season for your immediate so that you can experience God's ultimate in your life. Would you pray with me? Is that cool? Would you pray with me? Just repeat after me. Say, dear Jesus, I believe that you're here for me. I believe that you died for my sins and that you rose from the grave. I'm asking for your forgiveness. I'm reaching out to you. Would you come into my heart? 
would you be Lord over my life? I thank you. My past is past. And today is a new day with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Just stay in the moment. Stay in your moment. Stay in the moment. Oh, worship is so beautiful. Thank you, Pastor Rudy. I almost feel like I'm in a boat, just nicely being rocked back and forth. You can feel the tangible presence of God in this room. Can you not? You can feel his peace in this place, and that's Jesus. That's Jesus. And if you invited him in and you reached out to him, either for the first time or you're reaching back to him this morning, would you just give me a thumbs up in the room? All heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Just you and me and God. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. God is so good. And this wasn't a a message just to encourage you. This is a message that you are to take with you and share with others. This is a message, as we said this morning, that you need to be a river. You need to let it flow to you and through you. It is a message that you need to talk about with your kids. It's a message you got to take to the coffee shop. This is a message you got to take to the workplace. That you can, and that might be your stepping out of the boat, is to share Jesus. Don't worry about getting all the words right or or if you're going to get them wrong. Just point them to Jesus. Point them to the word. Point them to the way. Lord, I I pray for supernatural strength and blessing on, on my family today. I thank you, Lord, for... I, I see spiritual strongholds being broken today. I see water walkers <laughs> stepping out of the boat with you today. I see that this is the day that you have made and a day that we will rejoice and be glad in. And I thank you that it is a day where your mercies are being made new every day and great is your faithfulness. Blessing upon blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we're gonna, some, we're gonna keep stepping out. One of the ways we step out as a church is we fill a tank where the team's about to lift the lid. We fill it out of faith because we were commissioned to make disciples, not converts. We're not here to play church. We're, we're here to be the church, do church. And we know the power in baptism. We know what we're called to and what we're called through and Jesus called us to be baptized. Didn't suggest it. And in doing so, if you're hearing about baptism for the first time, the word baptism in the Greek actually means to be fully immersed. Fully immersed. And you go under the water, it says that we are actually baptized with Christ. We are buried with Christ. Just like when he went to the grave for our sins. And he took it all to the grave. You take it all beneath the water. And it stays there. And when you come up out of the water, it says that we are resurrected with Christ. Isn't that beautiful? It is powerful. It hits hits everybody different. 
But if that's you and you'd like to step in, like to step out of your boat, step in here. This might be your water walking moment. Hopefully we can get you in the water. You don't stay above the water. But we, we don't make it difficult here at College Street. We get out of the way so God can step in. We've got clothes. We've got towels. we got all that. But it'd be an honor. If that's you, in whatever walk or season that you're going through, on Father's Day, <laughs> what a beautiful day. In Acts 22, it says, what are you waiting for? Get up and be baptized. What are you waiting for? Immediately. I'm going to open it up now, and let's just press in with worship. And I invite our host team to come forward. Anyone that wants to just worship with us, come forward. Let's worship our God. Thank you for tuning in today, and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.